Hello, witchy friends. Welcome to Cat Steen Witchcraft. My name is Fauna, and I am your host. This podcast is for those who are Wiccan, witches, and everything in between. Don't forget to follow the podcast social media pages at Cats Tea and Witchcraft on Instagram, Cats Tea and Witch on Twitter, and Cats Tea and Witchcraft Podcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening to Cats Tea and Witchcraft and enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 95, and today's episode is on technology in witchcraft. Before we get into today's topic, we have this week's plant or whatever, and this time it is a specific tree, and that is oak. For the first time since we have been doing this for this season, I don't have anything for Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. So that means we are going to start with a witch's guide to wildcraft, starting on page 194. For oak, it says locations it can be found in landscapes and forests, parts used, leaf, bark, and the nut. Planetary ruler is the sun. Uses is protection, fertility, wishes, luck, health, and money. For edibility, all parts are edible, and for warnings, none. Oak is well known for lending strength to magic. A sun herb, it has been it has been revered by many traditions in countless countries. In the United States, there are over 58 species of oak that are native to our country. White oaks and red oaks are perhaps among the most common, although in the last 40 years, landscapers have made willow oaks a common third-place choice. Because there are so many varieties of oaks, it is hard to give one set description. I can say oaks will likely be one of the tallest trees in the surrounding landscapes, and the gray to light brown bark is usually textured with small ridges or fissures. For uses, on page 196, it says oaks provide many opportunities for use in magic. Any part of the oak offers protection amongst almost anything. Males can use it for potency by carrying an acorn or a talisman made of oak. Anyone can use it in healing spells such as drawing a bath to which oak chips or acorns or some oak leaves are added. The wood makes excellent wands or walking staffs. Finely ground or minced wood can be used in incense for strength or to honor any number of deities to whom it is sacred. Across cultures, the wood from an oak that had been touched by lightning was considered especially potent. It was thought since oaks are sacred to many sky gods, a lightning strike was a sign of God touching that particular tree. Oaks are often the largest tree in a forest. Lightning will generally seek the most readily accessible target. The oaks are frequently hit is not surprising. The fact that they frequently survive also is amazing. Plant an acorn with your wish, and the wish is said to come true if the nut sprouts. Carry the wood or bark for good luck. For protection, select a door made of wood for the entries of your home. If you can't afford an oak door, have the door entrance framed in oak. Even oak moss conveys all aspects of the mighty oak tree. The next source that I have is Llewellyn's Complete Book of Correspondence, and starting on page 160, it says for oak, the zodiac representations is Cancer, Gemini, Leo, Sagittarius, and Virgo, Solar System, Earth, Jupiter, and the Sun, Celebrations, Beltane, Letha, Lunasa, Mabon, Midsummer's Eve, 
Walpurgis and Yule. The full moon is for December. The day is Thursday. Runes, Iwas, Jera, Rad, Thorin, and Tyr. For elements, air, earth, and fire. Energy, Yang. Chakra, Sacral. For tarot, it's represented by the Emperor and Wheel of Fortune. For urban garden, Bluebell. For magical, for fairies. Goddesses, Artemis. Breed, Kerwin, Demeter, Diana, Fortuna, Hera, the Morgan, and Rhea. For gods, Apollo, Ares, Baldur, Brahma, Kurinos, the Dagda, the Green Man, Hades, Helios, Janus, Jupiter, Mars, Odin, Pan, Pluto, Thor, and Zeus. For animals, boar and wolf, birds, woodpecker and wren, reptile, chameleon. For issues, intentions, and powers, abundance, the afterlife, authority, awareness, battle and war, beauty, blessings, confidence, consecrate or blessing, consciousness, control, courage, death, defense, discipline, enchantment, endurance, energy, fertility, freedom, generosity, healing, increase, independence, inspiration, justice, knowledge, life, longevity, loyalty, luck, money, power, prophecy, protection, purification, rebirth or renewal, shamanic work, spirits, stability, strength, success, warmth, wealth, well-being, wisdom, witchcraft, and youth. So that is all that I have for you today on Oak. Now on to today's episode, topic of technology in witchcraft. So technology, it's all around us. We use it for a variety of things, mundane things, and many of us already do use technology as a part of our craft one way or another. Like right now, you are using technology of various kinds to listen to this podcast. I, as a witch, am creating this podcast using various types of technology to educate you and to continue my education and practice and experience as well. That in itself, just this studying that we are all doing, is a part of our witchcraft practice. And that's just one example. But in general, some people like using technology part of their craft, and then there are people who are greatly against it. For good reason, and some of it, not such good reasons, because there's always those people that just don't have good reasoning for things. They just say just because. Just because that's the way it's been. And we'll get into that later. So I want to kind of go over the good and positive things that are beneficial of technology that we can use within our witchcraft. First of all, it helps us keep things neat. If you use clouds or Google Docs where you take notes or study, or you just save web links and stuff like that to keep track of your stuff, that's using technology just like this podcast. Also, if you type things up using those sources, or even if you're just using Microsoft Word on your computer, it's easy to edit. You can decorate things. You can put pictures on it and do all those fun things that come with 
doing witchcraft, if you do Photoshop or if you do digital drawing, if you use an iPad and use Procreate, stuff like that, you can still have it somehow being a part of your practice. Even if it's not for a direct spell, even if it's just studying, that is a part of your craft. Also, when you use technology, you can buy digital books, audiobooks, like I mentioned podcasts. You can use to watch YouTube videos. You can also join multiple social media sites and groups as well. And that way, if you use things mostly digital, you don't have as much clutter, at least when it comes to books. Because books take up so much space. They're heavy, they can get damaged, and if there's damage, you have to buy them all over again. It's not like if you break an iPad or a Kindle, you just replace that, and then you re-download everything, and then you still have all your books. So that is one convenient way of using technology within your craft. It saves space, and it's convenient. Also, if you kind of use technology a little bit more to keep all your stuff on it, or a lot of stuff on it, you don't have to worry as much if people will find your stuff or touch it or just mess with it in general. For those who live in households where being a witch is still a risk, or you have people who just have sticky fingers and like going through your stuff, it's a little easier to keep these things to yourself, or at least your content, your notes, your book of shadows and stuff like that. And it's not like they're going to throw away your iPad or your computer. They probably can't justify tossing that away. They might be able to justify throwing crystals away or tarot cards or like actual supplies. But when it comes to technology, your uh, mother-in-law who doesn't like your craft probably isn't going to throw away your computer, your laptop, your iPad, your phone, or whatever. Also, like I mentioned, you can use YouTube or Spotify, and that saves so much space as well because we no longer have to rely on CD players, DVD players, and all those <laughs> bits of technology that we've had over the past 40 or so years. Like when I was young, we still had VHS players and cassettes and all those things. We don't have to worry about having multiple devices to do multiple things. We can just use our computer, our laptop, our iPad, our phone. But the fact that you're not going to have a bazillion devices in like dozens and dozens and dozens of CDs and cassettes, you just download it on your phone or your computer or stream it and it's all there. All you got to do is save a link or just have the app. And when it comes to apps, there are a lot of astrology apps, tarot apps, things that go over plants, the moon phases, and things like that. And that is very convenient as well. Like I said, there's various things that you can use that are just on your phone, your computer, your laptop, whatever. Also, you can buy things online while using technology because a lot of us use Amazon or we purchase from small businesses, Etsy, different stores and stuff like that. So you can use technology to purchase your tools. You can also use it to find local shops and also find events and possible covens that you might want to communicate with to possibly become a part of or study with. And in general, technology and the internet can inspire creativity by exposing us to new things and allowing us to experiment with magic in new ways. Just because these things are new, it doesn't mean it's bad or it can't be powerful or useful. We should always try to make things easier, not harder for the sake of tradition. Now, to the downsides of technology and the craft. First of all, technology is a big distraction. It's addicting. It just takes over so much of our lives in general. If you're using the internet for whatever you're doing, if the power goes out, your internet goes out, and then if your batteries die, 
You don't have access to anything that you might have saved or used those devices for. Also, if you don't pay for ad-free music or there's ads on YouTube, they might interrupt your meditations or your focus or the music that you might be using. Because there are a lot of people that use music, part of their spells, their meditations, or instructions while they're doing something in, if they get interrupted, it could kind of throw you off your groove and you lose focus. So sometimes for those who kind of can't tune that out, it could kind of mess up the general vibe. Also, one of the good things about the internet is that you can speak to other people. But also one of the bad things about the internet is that you can speak to other people. There are a lot of crazy strangers out there who don't have the best intentions. And in general, that is just always going to be a downside of the internet and social media. Even in the witchcraft and occult communities and spiritual communities, we are not immune to the people who are toxic and or dangerous. There's also just a lot of bad information out there. Or if your technology breaks, you're just kind of out of luck until you buy some new technology or whatever you're using, and technology tends to be quite expensive. Also, going back to social media, I've spoken about this before, social media can cause you to have a lot of unrealistic expectations due to photo editing, people over-exaggerating, and you just becoming obsessed with wanting to recreate what they did, or just Sometimes you become so convinced that what they did is accurate or is a new way that might be better than yours, and if it doesn't work out, it can be really discouraging. Also, there just in general are some people who are super sensitive to technology. There are some people that swear that technology just never works for them. It breaks, it spazzes out, weird things happen all the time. So if you're one of those people, maybe just keep staying away from technology because it either is really expensive to replace or it can just really mess up your energy because you're so worried about getting it to work. Also, even just in normal days in life, they tell you to not spend all day on the computers, look away, make sure you kind of get exposure and go outside and do a bunch of other things, and that the different lights and different things that come off of the computers and the screens and stuff like that, it can kind of mess with your natural body rhythms and everything. And they either encourage people to wear the blue light reflectors or different or just get away from the computer to try to balance out, I don't know if it's hormones or just some other things in your body and then your vision. And sometimes if you are sensitive to that, you may have issues while doing your craft. You might not be able to focus. Your vision might be off. You might just be energetically off. So also if you're one of those kind of people who have those experiences, maybe reducing your use of technology before your ritual work or just limiting it might be beneficial as well. And again, like I said, technology is really distracting. And if you are one of those people but you still need or want to use technology, I would encourage you to turn them on silent. If it's your phone, also turn the vibration off, turn the notifications off and sound off. And also if you want to put it in airplane mode, if you still are using it for either for a timer or something or you're using it for music, put it face down so you're not distracted by if the light turns on and off because it's waking or going to sleep or if a notification does come through and or with the changes of the screen, you're not tempted to look at it. So the next thing I kind of want to talk about is that there are some people that just 
refuse to accept that technology is a part of our lives and that it is okay to incorporate it into our craft one way or another. There are people in our community that just, they say they want to be natural. They want to go back to traditional witchcraft or they want to go back to traditional paganism. Essentially, it's a little hard to do that nowadays with just how our lives are. We, in some people, not all pagans, but some people try to recreate older traditions of paganism, but there's never going to be a way to fully do that because a lot of information is missing and a lot of it was verbal and a lot of things were destroyed and lost. So we can only create things as well as we can with what we have. Also, people who are like, I want to be natural. I want to go natural. I don't need technology in what I do. They're like, we can make our own clothes. We can harvest our own foods. We can build our own homes, etc. There are people out there who still do that in the world, and we totally can. But in certain countries and certain societies, it's not as common or as, I wouldn't say it's easy because doing all that isn't easy that does take a lot of work and a lot of energy you know some people enjoy that but not everyone does but just because something's old and traditional doesn't mean it's better so and this comes down to just because we have technology doesn't mean we should avoid it within our craft or within our pagan practices depending on how you identify so This goes back to just because something's new, it doesn't mean it's bad. Just because something is traditional doesn't mean it's still good and doesn't mean it is still beneficial. So this is all I actually have for you today. I know this really isn't a long episode, but it's just something I wanted to talk about to remind you guys that there are, of course, always good and bad things to a lot of things, but also that just because technology is technology, it doesn't mean that you can't use it during your craft. Like I said, just because something's new, it doesn't mean it's bad. The only time it's bad is if you have issues with technology or if there's just other things going on that takes away from your craft because you don't want to use something that's going to distract you or make your practice worse. If you can find a benefit from it, attempt to use it. A lot of you are probably already using technology in your craft and might not have realized. Like I said, you use it to learn, you use it to keep track of things, you use the music, use different apps and videos and stuff like that to be a part of your craft. Or you use your printers, you type your rituals up, you print your book of shadows and then you put it into a notebook and binder. You type up your rituals and you can send it to your covens or friends or you post it online or if you have a magical business. You all use technology for those things. So you don't necessarily need your laptop in the middle of your circle and use your actual laptop for a spell unless it is a part of it as a component. I don't know how off the top of my head, but someone can probably figure it out. But there's so many different things that you can use to at least, if not be a part of your craft, but to aid your craft. Because you don't have to just rely on books. Because there are some people that rather listen to audiobooks, videos, and podcasts because that is how they learn better. Because sometimes reading stuffy books is really boring and sometimes difficult to understand unless you hear it. That's why sometimes audiobooks are really beneficial to some people. So if you guys have any questions, feel free to send me a message. You can message me on Instagram, Twitter, or send me an email. So like I say every time I record these wonderful episodes, I appreciate every single one of you and I will talk to you guys next week. 
Have a good one. Blessed be.